thankful for and love our pastor. Amen. And, and, and what a, um, you can be seated for a few minutes. Um, what a, uh, what a time he has led us through over these last several years. My goodness. And, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. I thought about this today that exactly this time, five years ago, exactly this time, five years ago, after all the Wednesday night services, we would meet in, in the fellowship, what was the fellowship hall, and do the planning for the Ready Now services. And we would just put all the, these services together. And I can remember one of them that uh, it was for the future. And uh, we had filmed people that would get behind like a screen or we would darken out their faces and distort their voices. You know how you would you see videos sometimes of people doing that. And they're like, they don't want to show their identity. Well, we made it out to where we didn't know their identity. And what it was was some of them would say, and I think Brother Seth Holston was one of those um, faceless people, but we would have them say things like, um, right now, tonight, I'm sitting in a, a bar and drinking, and I'm an alcoholic. But in five years, I'll be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ at Tree of Life Church. Some of them said, right now, my marriage is falling apart. But in a few years, I'll be at Tree of Life, and it'll be restored. Some of them said, right now, I'm addicted to drugs. But in a few years, I'll be at Tree of Life. I'll be baptized. I'll repent and I'll be filled with the Holy Ghost and be set free from this. And I'm just here to tell you, God is doing it. It's happening. Come on, church, I'm seeing the baptisms. It's happening. I don't see Brother Kilb here tonight, but praise God. I know and I'm seeing he is doing it. He is doing it. We are seeing people come in and changed. Praise God for, for what he is doing at Tree of Life. And I'm thankful, and again, I give honor to Pastor, and I'm thankful for him and his leading of this congregation. Um, and it's just surreal that, that we're in here, and now to start seeing everything that we planned for, for for so long is coming to pass, and I'm thankful for that. So, amen. Um, I want to get into the Word, and I thought, well, it's midweek. We'll do a Bible study. But God put uh, a word on my heart that I actually preached a couple months ago um, in, in Manchester, and he put it on my heart for tonight, and I'm just going to be obedient and do what, what God says to do. Amen. So if you can stand for the reading of the word, I'm going to go to John chapter 2, and I'm going to uh, read verses 1 through 11. John chapter 2. Verses 1 through 11, it says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast, and they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and then the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifest, manifested his glory 
and his disciples believed in him. And the thought for tonight is the miracle is in the vessel. The miracle is in the vessel. And I thank you, Jesus. I praise your mighty name tonight, God. I thank you for the presence that we already feel in this place, God. Glory to glory. We thank you, Jesus. I praise you. I magnify you tonight, God. I pray that you anoint this service tonight, God. You are good and your mercies endureth forever, God. We worship you. We praise you and we magnify you, God. We thank you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Miracles. And and, and tonight, uh, at the end of the service, we should probably have a prayer for Sister Haskins and um, Brother uh, Worley, Pastor Worley in uh, Hillsboro, his wife is on a ventilator, and um, Brother Duvall's having surgery tomorrow, so maybe at the end we'll have a, have a time of prayer, but I want to talk a little bit about miracles tonight, and I believe strongly that God is calling his church to have an increase in faith and increase in faith to start believing that we will start seeing the things that we're praying for. Not just praying for them open-ended or just thinking, well, if you do it, God, great. And just, but just believing. You know, the word says, pray and believe. It says to pray, Mark, 20, Mark 11, 24 says to pray and to believe. But I feel like we, we get caught up in, in, in this trap of, we pray, we come to an altar, we go to, you know, whatever powerful service, our favorite preacher, our favorite, you know, preachers that have healing services, and, and, and we go and we come up for a healing or a prayer, or we send it through the prayer chain, or whatever it is, we, you know, and, and we pray, and then all of a sudden, if it doesn't happen immediately, we start to think, well, okay, maybe it's just not God's will, but that's not what it says. The word says to pray and to believe because we don't know what God's timing is. And undoubtedly there are some things and some prayers that God's will will be done that may be different than what we pray, but we have to get our belief and our faith back to where it needs to be for God to start responding. Sometimes we don't pray with the faith because we don't see the prayer answered immediately, but God is calling his church to get out of the slumber and say, no, we're gonna pray and we're gonna believe and if the answer doesn't come right away, if I walk away from the altar and it's not done yet, I'm still gonna believe because God, I prayed it and I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me and I'm gonna trust and I'm gonna believe that it will be done. God is calling his church to deeper things. The world is moving in a rapid pace the other direction and God is saying, no, church, Pray with faith. Pray with belief that something is going to happen and that I'm still a miracle God, a God of miracles. Amen. And when, when I look at this, this chapter and this story tonight, and when I first looked at it, I, I have always, I will say this, I've always wondered, like, well, God, why was that the first Miracle. Why was that the first public miracle? That's so, I don't understand it. Why, why was that? But I never prayed and asked. I could have probably tried that, but I never did. So I, I guess he just got tired of me wondering it and said, hey, I'm going to give you an answer. And he said, and, and, and what he put on my heart was all the miracles that he did afterward, everything that, that we, we can, all the stories and everything that we can see was the blind being, you know, the blind eyes being opened paralytics being healed, cripples walking, um, people that can't hear hearing. It was all things that people could actually look at and visibly see this miracle take place. They could see it with their eyes, but this miracle, this first miracle was something that you couldn't see it. It was not something visible, and it makes me think of the very first uh, well, the greatest miracle, I, I would say, and, and that is Mary. And the, the Old Testament is constantly pointing to Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is constantly pointing to Jesus Christ. The New Testament is about Jesus Christ, and it's about the Holy Spirit, and it's about being filled with the Holy, this Holy Spirit. So Mary, here, here she is, 
has never known or been with a man, and all of a sudden she's carrying a child. She's carrying the greatest miracle inside of her. Jesus Christ, the Lord, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth, is, it, she is carrying Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people looked at her, I'm sure just about everybody, and they immediately judged her. They immediately had, they looked at the outward vessel. They looked at this exterior person. They looked at what they saw was a problem, but they didn't see and know that the miracle that was inside of her was God Almighty in the flesh that was getting ready to be the Savior. But they're looking at the vessel, and they're having thoughts and, and judgments and thinking of what this outside vessel looks like. But the miracle was inside of that vessel. And then when she goes to visit with Elizabeth, Zachariah and Elizabeth had another miracle inside of a vessel. She wasn't supposed to have a baby. And all of a sudden, the, the miracle that's inside of that vessel, another miracle takes place when John, who's in the womb, gets filled with the Holy Ghost when Jesus, when Mary approaches them and, and Jesus is getting closer. So the miracles are inside of the vessel. And what, what, a, what, what a vessel that that was, that people looked at her and had their feelings and their opinions and judgments about her. Meanwhile, not having any idea of what was inside her. How many times do we do that? How many times has someone done that to any of you? They look at the exterior and they look at maybe things that we're going through or where we are in a stage of life or the problems that we're going through. Do they see and know the power of the Holy Ghost that's inside of you? Are we showing that to them or are we letting them see that broken vessel? Do we forget the miracle that is inside of us is greater than anything that they're seeing on the outside. But God showed me and just put on my heart that, that the miracle was, was inside of those vessels. And the only way that anybody could see it or know that the miracle was there is when it was poured out. It was not known until it was poured out. People could look at those vessels and think, well, that one's kind of old. That one's chipped there. Should we retire that one? Should we move that one on? What should we do with that? But they didn't know what was getting ready to be poured out of there because they thought, well, that's just all we see is the vessel. But what God did was say, okay, this is just like what's going to happen when I pour out my Holy Spirit. It's not going to be something that people will look at you and say, oh, I see that they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, sometimes, thank God, after you're baptized, you get filled with the Holy Ghost. People come in contact with you and they're like, wow, there's something different about you. There's a glow about you that's different. But for the most part, we're still showing them the same old vessel. But they don't know what has taken place inside of you. So the very first miracle, public miracle, God said, it's going to be something that nobody's going to see. Nobody's going to know until it's poured out. That's why it's so important for us to pour out what's inside of us. Pour out what's inside of you. Let people see what's inside of you, not what is outside of you. Because that's what's going to change people and let them understand, wow, this is the miracle that can happen. But we're caught up in, in, in everything else that, that we want God to do. Well, when is God going to heal this? When is God going to take care of this situation? When is God going to change this in my relationship? Meanwhile, the miracle is already inside of you. It's already inside of you. But we keep saying, God, when you do this, when you change this, things will be better. When you fix this about me, maybe people will know really what, how good you are but it's already there. If you have been filled with the Spirit of God, if you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, the miracle is already inside of you, and it just needs to be poured out. 
You just need to go ahead and have the faith and say, I'm going to pour it out in this situation. I'm going to pour it out in this situation at work and my family. But yet we walk around and we want to listen to what Satan tells us that we are. We want to listen to what Satan says. Well, yeah, you spoke in tongues 12 years ago. Speak in tongues again, church. Come to the altar as often, every service, get up to the altar and keep getting filled with that Holy Spirit. Let that keep pouring out of you. It's not enough to speak in tongues 15 years ago, 25 years ago. You got to start showing the fruit of the Spirit. When you empty that vessel, that's when that stuff comes out of you. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, when you start emptying yourself out, they're going to start seeing the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. But Satan is going to lie to you and tell you, well, you had this problem. Remember, you were an alcoholic. Remember that time you went to jail? Remember that time you got a divorce? Remember that time you, you, did the, you were on drugs? Remember? And he starts to bring all those things back to our memory. And starts to say, that's who you are. No, Satan. That's the outside vessel. That's what somebody else may have seen at one time or another. But inside of me now is the Holy Ghost. Inside of me now is the miracle. Don't let Satan tell you or define who you are anymore. You're not a drug addict. You, whatever happened to you as a child, there's, you know, sexual abuses, um, getting hooked on drugs, becoming an alcoholic, all the things that I know we can go through this whole room and raise our, our, our hands and say, yeah, I, I still think about that old person, that old, that old man. That's why Paul said, you take on Christ. You take on the new man. The old man has passed away. But Satan is going to continue to try to tell you who and what you are and keep you bound up by that. That's why you have to keep saying, no, that's a lie. The Holy Ghost, the miracle that is inside of me is who I am now. I don't care what you say, Satan. The miracle that is inside of me is who I am. And pour that out. Pour that out for people. Let people see exactly what the Holy Ghost is inside of you. Don't let it be just a one-time thing. Don't let it be just all that one service when I, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. No, keep letting it fill you. Keep letting it fill it up to the top. That's why it's so important, church, to be in an altar every service or to be in your prayer closet or, or, or to be seeking God, to be, to be in church, to hear the word, Everything that you're doing, keep feeding yourself that stuff that's going to feed the Holy Spirit, not the things that are going to fill the flesh. The flesh will consume as much as you give it the ability to. The flesh is, it's never done. It's never satisfied. The flesh wants to constantly consume and consume and consume. How much more? And when you get caught in that trap, when you start feeding the flesh, that's why all of a sudden you start finding yourself drifting. That's why all of a sudden you start finding yourself looking to feed the flesh anymore, more and more. Oh, well, let me look at that internet site that I'm not supposed to look at more and more. Let me try to get more money. Let me try to get a, a better position and just constantly working to fill the flesh. But the Holy Spirit is what we need. That's the miracle inside of the vessel that we need to focus on. Because when you're filling that, he takes care of the rest of the stuff. He takes care of everything else when you're focused on the miracle that is inside of you. It's, it's, it's like the uh, a old story I heard from a pastor many years ago that was at a church out in, I believe, Arizona. And an Indian chief came into the church and was saved. And after a while, he said, you know, so how are you doing, chief? And I can't remember the name, so-and-so. And he's like... How are things going with you? And he said, well, it's like I have two, two dogs inside of me. And he said, and they're constantly fighting. And he said, okay, well, which one is winning? And he said, it's the one that I feed the most. Which one are we feeding the most? Because the miracle is inside of you. And the miracle is what God wants to just let that be poured out and, 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 and the enemy and other people are going to constantly judge you just like they did Mary on what they see and what they think. And it's up to you. 
as to what you're going to show them. Is it the outside vessel that can look tired, can look, can look old, can look weary? Maybe you've gotten bruised. Maybe you've been hurt in church. Maybe you got hurt from a family member. Maybe you got hurt at the workplace. When we're showing those outside vessel scars, they don't see the miracle that's inside of you. Let them see the miracle that is inside of you because that's when things change. That's when you see people's lives change around you. That's when you start seeing marriages be healed, your marriage be healed, your children be saved, your finances come together. That's when you start to believe and say, hey, I'm gonna lean on the miracle that is inside of me, not everything that I'm seeing outside. And I look at this building and it's still, it's surreal that we're in this new sanctuary. It's amazing, but this is a vessel. This isn't the miracle. Pastor Urshan might say it kind of is a miracle after so much that going through to get to this point. But the fact is you all, you all are the miracle inside of this vessel. You all are the ones that have changed. You're the ones that overcame addictions, overcame alcoholism, overcame abuses from being a, when you were a child, overcame marriages that failed, overcame drug addictions, overcame all the challenges that the enemy tried to put in front of you. You're the miracle. You're the miracle that's inside of this vessel. So right now, today, thousands of people, if not 10,000s of people, drive by this building on the highway, and they just see a vessel. But I believe God is going to call them and call them into this place, and they need to see the miracles that are inside of this vessel. And that's you all. Let them see it. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Let your miracle shine. Pour it out. Let people see it and feel it and experience it. The church is, it's time for the church to wake up and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you all about what God has done for me. Brother Jamie, what has God done for you? Vince, what has God done for you? I know the things you've overcome. I know what I've overcome. I know what the people in this place have overcome. And we need to stand on that and quit letting Satan tell you who you are and what your vessel is and just keep going back to that and having victory over the church. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, do you understand that that is the mighty God, a mighty God that speaks galaxies into existence, that can hang on a cross and be, raise himself from the dead. The word says the very same power that's inside of me is what rose Christ from the dead. We have to start believing that, standing on that, walking that, talking that, believing that, walking into every church service and say, hey, I'm going to declare a victory today for somebody because somebody's coming in and sitting next to you. Maybe they've got the Holy Ghost. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But maybe they're coming in defeated because we can all say the enemy's out to get us, right? Are you under attack? Don't raise your hand if you don't want to, but if every hand doesn't go up, then there's probably reason to be concerned because the enemy is coming after the church. But here's the great thing. That's okay because God is saying, go ahead because I'm gonna strengthen my church. And Satan, you go ahead and you attack them but I'm gonna use you to just make them stronger, to give them a greater testimony, to give them more belief, to give them more faith. So don't always just say, don't, don't walk around, woe is me, and my head's down, and I'm defeated. It's okay. You've got the Holy Ghost. The miracle is inside of you. The miracle is inside of you. These needs that we're praying for, the needs that we keep coming to God about, that we're not seeing anything changed, take, declare the victory. Go ahead and just declare the victory and say, that's all right, it didn't happen today, but I have victory because the miracle is already inside of me. And if God, if you're not answering it or changing it right now, there's a reason why you're not doing it. 
and I'm just going to say, okay, God, I know what's inside of me. And Jesus said greater things than he was doing. He said, you're going to do those things. I just wonder if we're actually believing it or if we're actually living it. I wonder if we're actually walking it and talking it. Because I think over ever since 2020 when the world turned upside down and fear gripped so many, so many of us and, and, and changed so many dynamics of the world, even the church, thank God for live streaming. Thank God, Brother Seth, that we started live streaming. But at the same time, it's important to be in church and it's important to be here. But things started to change and I think I've heard other people say it. We just kind of got lulled into this little bit of a, a sleep or just letting, you know, being content with things. But God is saying, no, it's time to stand up and rise up because the world is certain, the enemy is certainly attacking and coming after the church and coming after his people and trying to silence us and, and, and make the church quiet. But it's time, God is saying, no, stand up because I've given you the miracle inside of you. I've given you the Holy Ghost. You have that God that speaks universes into existence. That can just curse a fig tree. Can just, hey, here's somebody coming down through the roof. Stand up and be healed. Throw away your bed. Walk away. That's the power that is inside of us. I really think that we sometimes struggle with believing that. And that's why tonight I am praying faith for this congregation. And that's what I want to do when we close is pray faith for this congregation to actually believe it. Because when we start really believing it, we're gonna start seeing more and more miracles. We're gonna start seeing more and more baptisms. More and more people come to repentance. More and more people filled with the Holy Ghost because that's the power. Jesus said it, you're gonna do greater things. I, hey, trust me, that's hard to believe. It's hard to say, okay, I'm gonna lay hands on somebody and see them come out of a coma. It's hard. It's hard to believe that, but you have the Holy Ghost, the greatest miracle that there is. You have more power. Satan is terrified of you when you understand what is inside of you. Demons tremble when they understand what is inside of you. But we are the ones that kind of forget what is inside of us. We're the ones that get beat down and start to think, well, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'll pray about that, you know, and, and we start to just wonder, well, maybe God will do it, maybe he won't. No, it is time, church, tree of life, it is time to start saying no. The very same power that is inside of me is what raised Christ from the dead. And I can walk up to this mountain and say, go ahead and be moved. Like my wife said last night in a counseling session, it may move all at once or it may be one pebble at a time. But we got to start having the faith that it is going to move. My family is going to be healed. My children are going to come back to Christ. My children are going to come back to church. My marriage is going to be restored. My parents are going to repent. My brothers, my sisters, my aunts, my uncles are going to repent. They're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's time to go ahead and start believing that and saying, hey, it's all right. I'm looking at the outside vessel, and I don't know what's inside of them, but I know when they get filled with the Holy Ghost, something is going to change. That's what God is calling his church to do. The miracle is inside of the vessel. That very first miracle. They were all looking at these vessels probably thinking, okay, they're all out there waiting for wine and, and you just told us to go ahead and fill these up with, with water. And I'm sure, you know, sat there and think, okay, this is crazy. But then they go and, and then they pour it out and then there's the miracle being poured out of the vessel. Let the miracle be poured out of you. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter what, 
what your situation is socially. It doesn't matter, any of that stuff. If you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, let it be poured out. It'll break all that other stuff apart. Who cares? Who cares? It's what's inside of you, the Holy Ghost. And look at a couple other interesting points that come out of this, these, these scriptures. Is verse 6. It says, Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons. These were for purification. This is yet again a telling of what this miracle was leading to was the Holy Ghost. It's a purification process. That's exactly why he chose these specific stones, this specific miracle, and saying, here's how I'm going to show you. Here's the first miracle I'm going to do. We're going to take these pots. All, they all knew that these were for, for the purification process. They knew what those stones were and what they meant. So he took something that was for purification ceremonies, and he said, this is going to be where I'm going to perform. And when you pour it out, you will see it, just like in each and every one of us. When we are purified in Jesus Christ, when you're purified by being filled with the Holy Ghost, when you're purified, when God fills you with his spirit, that's exactly what he's talking about here. And then when we look at verses 9 and 10, it says, when the master of the feast had tasted the water, that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. He called the bridegroom. We all know who the real bridegroom is, right? The real bridegroom. So I look at that and I interpret that and what God put on my heart is the Old Testament was great. The miracles and the things God did was great. But he's saying, hey, here's what the bridegroom's going to do. He's going to bring out the best for the new church, for the New Testament, for the book of Acts church, for this church, for the, the church of this day. And he's saying, you're going to have the better wine. You're going to have the more the miracles. That's why he said greater things than what I'm doing is what you're going to do. It's time for us to start believing that and saying, God, I believe it because you have filled me with your Holy Spirit and that miracle is inside of me. You're walking around every day when you wake up tired and you're like, I don't want to go to work. I got to get my coffee. I got to get my Starbucks or whatever it is you drink, something to wake up or when it's late and you're exhausted and, and, and me and, and Liz, when Olivia has run us ragged or my mother-in-law who's babysat and she has run everybody ragged and you're just tired and you forget sometimes what's inside of you, you're going to work and you're facing that challenging situation or that challenging person or in your home, somebody that you love Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your children, maybe it's, it's a relative. But I'm pretty sure that all of us here in this place right now are going through something, some kind of a challenge. And we can get weary. We can just get tired and worn out and just start letting the flesh be the reaction. Letting the flesh be what speaks. Letting the outer vessel be what starts to respond and starts to answer people and starts to show people when you're out and strangers are out and you're in public and you snap at a waitress or somebody in church or whatever it may be. You're showing the outward vessel, but you're full of the Holy Ghost. And if that spirit is inside of you, it can overcome all of that stuff. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And if we just walk and talk in that and say, wait a second, I have the miracle inside of me and I'm gonna let that speak. I'm gonna be, let that be the leader of this conversation. I'm gonna let that's what people see and that's what people hear. That's when things change. And when people are coming in here and they're coming into this building, this vessel, and they sit down next to you, they're going to say, whoa, I feel something. I feel something different. And you're going to be able to say, that's the miracle that's inside of me. That's what's, you, you may see somebody that's 70 years old or 20 years old. I don't care what it is. Somebody that's working 60 hours a week and is worn out. But hey, guess what? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm beaten. 
Yeah, I'm broken, but there's still a miracle inside of me. There's still something that I can dig down deep inside of and say, hey, I'm going to pull up this Holy Spirit and I'm going to pray and it's going to get me through. Brother Jamie, I know you're struggling still. The miracle is inside of you. It is inside of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't let Satan tell you that you don't have that inside of you. Don't let Satan tell you, yeah, but this is still who you are. No, you're not. You're children of God. You're children of God. We're going to dig deep and pray and have faith that the miracle that's inside of us, Brother Gordon, I know your mother-in-law is going through something. We're going to pray with faith tonight for these needs because we have the miracle inside of us. Amen. I, I in Jesus' name, let's go ahead and just, if we can stand. I, I feel led to just go ahead and just pray for an increase in faith tonight. That, that we see the, these needs. And we don't know or understand God's will. But what we do have to do is continue to dig into the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. We have to continue to say, hold on a second, I'm going to trust what is inside of me because everything else, Satan is a liar, author of confusion, and is gonna try to get me to doubt. It's gonna try to keep reminding me of who I once was. It's gonna try to get me to start thinking, yeah, that's still who I am. Oh, I haven't changed. Oh, I'm still battling this battle. Start digging into the miracle that is inside of you. Let people, when they come into this beautiful vessel of a, of a building say oh this is amazing it's beautiful we've been driving by and wanting to visit but when, once we came inside we found that it's even greater inside when we started talking to people and started seeing oh wow this is what's different and God this is what you drew me to this is what you've been calling me to something deeper because there is a miracle inside of you if you have been filled with his spirit and it's time for some people to start believing that there's somebody here tonight that is doubting that continues to doubt continues to wonder continues to question will God really do it have I really changed that just means it's time to go ahead and hit an altar again and say, Lord God, I want, I want to be poured out. And when I pour this out of my vessel, I want people to see the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. I want people to see the change that you made in me, God. They may have known you when you were a wreck in your life. They may have been a part of hurting you. They may be a part of your scars that you have mentally, emotionally, physically, and they can look at you and still see that. But when you pour out the miracle that's inside of you and show them the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, that's when things change. I think some people need to just pray for some faith tonight. I think some folks need to just come forward and just let God go ahead and use them and, and pray, God, continue to increase my faith tonight, God. Continue to, to fill me up with faith so that I can actually speak to mountains and say, I'm gonna go ahead and move because you're not who Satan tells you you are. Somebody needs to quit listening to the lies tonight and say, hold on a second. God changed me at an altar. God changed me in a prayer closet. God filled me with his spirit. And some folks need to start believing that tonight and saying, Satan, I'm tired of your lies. I'm tired, Satan, of you telling me who I am. I'm tired of listening to the same garbage and say, wait a second. 
if God has filled me with his Holy Spirit, then I have that power inside of me and I can speak to mountains and see them moved. And I'm gonna claim my children tonight. I'm gonna claim my marriage tonight. Come on church, pray for it and believe it. Pray for it and believe it. Remember when God did the miracles in your life. Don't be like the children of Israel that saw a miracle and then started doubting right after it. Oh, you parted the ocean. You provided food from heaven. You poured water out of a rock. And then we start doubting and wondering, well, will he keep doing it? You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Draw deep down in that well tonight. Claim your children tonight. And believe that it's going to be done. Say, hold on a second. I'm not believing the doubt because you're going to pray it. You're going to pray it. And then the next thing you know, Satan's going to say, no, not for you. Lies. It's all a lie. Start rebuking that when you hear it and say, no, Satan, you are a liar. I don't believe that. I don't receive that. And I'm going to claim what you're doing inside of me tonight, God.
say. And, and I want people to keep claiming their victory. But, but we need to stop waiting for Pastor Urshan to come in and preach the, he's gonna preach a great message every service. But you don't have to wait for Sunday morning's powerful service. We don't have to wait for Brother Charles Robinette to come through to increase our faith. You have the miracle inside of you. I thank God for all of those men that preach to us and increase our faith and bring it out of us. But God is saying, hold on, I filled you. He filled you, it's the same Holy Ghost. Praise God for different anointings and giftings, but he filled you with the miracle. Stand on it, draw on it, declare it, claim it. Don't stop claiming it because what you wanted to happen didn't happen right away. Thank God. I just want us to go ahead and just keep, keep seeking. Somebody needs your faith tonight. Somebody needs you to pray through tonight. Somebody needs you to go ahead and say, hey, I declare what's inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Tommy Purdy is going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. And before that happens, can we go ahead? Brother Duvall's having surgery tomorrow, uh, our leadership pastor. And uh, can we just declare that God touch him? And, and we want to pray for Sister Gordon's mother and Brother Worley's wife, who's on a ventilator. So let's just, if we can for a second, let this continue. But let's just pray. Can we just cover those things? In Jesus' name, I praise you, God. And, and Lord God, perfect these concerns, God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Perfect these concerns. Bring healing, God. You're a healing God. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, we declare it the very same power that is inside of us, God, is what rose you from the dead, God. And we draw on that and we declare it in the Holy Spirit by the calling on your name, the name of Jesus Christ over these things. And we celebrate Tommy tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.